And so Mortimer was like, hey, doc, you know, I think I should get this master's degree because it'll be able to give me more, you know, cachet and organization. I can get a promotion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, do that dance. You know, yeah. I tell him, I was like, hey, let's send me your letter that you're going to send me and I'll edit it, whatever. Let's get you there. Mm-hmm. So he finishes the degree. And then he's like, yeah, man, I, I feel like I, I didn't outgrew my wife. Oh, and I said, what? <laughs> all right there he is can you hear me yeah i can hear you brother what's up all right i'm good man how about yourself man standing standing in my here in this gym in my garage trying to stay yoked <laughs> i see it man <laughs> and in the meantime i'm doing this and getting chubby <laughs> <laughs> no that's right but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely uh get back on my regimen. I just had to I don't know about you, man, but every every once in a while I just had to take a break, get out of shape, and then get back into it. You know what I mean? I can feel that. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I had for you today, <laughs> I know that we had discussed potentially speaking about um top reasons or the reasons that relationships and marriages fail. Mm. <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that's a that's a deep subject right there, brother. Right. That is a very very deep subject and uh I know that <clears throat> it's one that interests a lot of people because truth be told, uh I've I've been asked a lot of questions about that particular thing. Mm. And I've actually I've actually had a lot of people that want me to to want me to talk about that. But it wasn't something that I wanted to talk about without having you included. <laughs> so, so I sat on that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, I sat on that one for a while, but, um, I don't know, man. I don't know if you want to do like just 10 of them and kind of delve into them and break them down a little bit, or if you just want to, you know, hit a few, uh, a few got, of the major, major ones. What's that? You got a list of 10 reasons. There's at least 10. Ten? At least ten. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, there's ten. Most of those can be rolled into the person you married to is selfish. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm that person. I was that person. I'm not that person now. I was that yeah. person. Yeah. Talk from your evolution. Talk from your evolution. Yeah, absolutely, bro. <clears throat> Yeah. So for we, those, yeah, we can talk about we can talk about all ten of them. Okay. Ten. We can do that. But here's what. Okay. But here's here's what I want to do, man. Because we we are live right now, and we're also recording. So for those who will watch later, for those who are listening, who'll be listening later, we need to give them a proper introduction of Doc Hodgins, Hodgkins or Hodgins, because I I think I Hodgkins. screwed your name up real bad the last time, man. I was calling you yeah. Hutchinson or something. Yes, Hodgkins. Hodgkins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell tell the good people who you are and why you're so qualified to discuss these things with me, man. Well, <laughs> so how y'all doing out there? My name is Brian Keith Hodgkins, right? And so um, just to give you a little background of who I am, so I grew up. I'm from Oklahoma, mm. Oklahoma City. That's my spot. As my papa would say, that's my stomping grounds. You know, I, I was in Oklahoma. Graduated with the college at SMU, so I moved to Dallas. Literally, like five years, and I moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
this so this was crazy. I only lived in red states. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so I grew up in Oklahoma. I moved to Texas. Then I moved to Georgia. Then I moved back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get my master's. So I went to University of Oklahoma, got mm-hmm. my master's in human relations. And then I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to get a PhD because there's a lot of people that's um so I tell people this all the time, you're gonna meet the majority of people you meet in life, mm-hmm. they're their belief in themselves is always going to be higher than their skill level. Mm. <laughs> okay. I can see it. <laughs> and so I, I was like, yes, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, there's people around me. They just, because they white or male or heterosexual or mm-hmm. knew somebody, they got a position above me and they weren't smart as I was. I wow. felt that. Yeah. That might've been, e- that might be ego too. Okay. Was ego. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I need to go and get this PhD. So I went to Utah, another red state. Mm-hmm. And so got my PhD, educational leadership and policy, right? And so the work that I do deals with black life. Gotcha. Right. So so if you're a person of African descent and you're in if you're a student, I primarily focus on black students, black faculty, and black staff. Mm-hmm. Right. In our, our holistic evolution. Right. And so that's that's part of the reason why I'm I'm logged in as a facade podcast, which is my podcast. Right. But um the reason why I call it facade podcast is because it is about facades. Mm. Like how do we nav- how do we navigate our person, our persona, and our facade? Wow. So like I, I tell white students, there's some stuff you never gonna hear me say. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because I because I realize my PhD ain't gonna stop me from hanging from a tree. Right, exactly. And so I'm I'm mindful I'm still black. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, my person is I'm in a black space. Oh man, my person is it's all love. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, it's all person. And my persona, so even I'm a professor, mm-hmm. I got a professorial persona. You right, know? right. So I, I, I am I the nerd up a little bit. I rolled out the 13 letter words. You know, I, I perform mm-hmm. intellectual to what they think it should be. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but then I don't want to say it's a facade, but I'm mindful that, for instance, as a black man, we can never be angry right. in public places. Right. It so ends badly. Yeah, when I looked yeah. at what happened in Lakes and Michigan, I was like, man, if it was 20 black men that went into the state capitol anywhere other than D.C., mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe, maybe. DC. Maybe, yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, went to another place with guns. Right. Yeah, we they'd kill us. We wouldn't even get to the door. Oh, what? We'd get killed. So, Absolutely. you know, I got to present the facade as happy all the time. Because mm-hmm. I'm not happy all the time. Nobody and I, is, like, like, I could call Nobody you is. and be like, man, I can't believe this is what happened to so-and-so. And you would understand. I wouldn't have to worry about a repercussion of you because right. black men. Right. You know, and so, yeah, that's who I am as a as a scholar. That's my scholarly qualification as a person. Yes, sir. I've been, I've been with my wife. We've been together 23 years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, man, we've seen a lot of, so we have, we did, so I'm, I'm not saying we marriage counselors, but part of what we do is cook dinner. Mm-hmm. And and invite couples over. Sweet. And we have conversations. It's about, you know, love, about life, about right. selfishness, about, you know, because I'm mindful, you know, as black men, I think a lot of times we um, we really buy into the provider role. Right. 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 And we take it, I think sometimes we take it a little too serious, mm-hmm. you know, because we, I mean, we want to provide, like, you know, you, as a black man, you should not be unemployed. Absolutely. My daddy, my daddy told me that, his daddy told him that. Like you should, if you can, after COVID era, <laughs> right? If you can work, you should be working. You should be working. 
And it don't matter what you're doing. No. You should be working. Because, and so, yeah, go ahead. You know, and so I'm just like, that. but if you got a wife, mm-hmm. like my daddy said, <clears throat> you ask her to be your wife. <laughs> right. So if she don't ever work again, mm. whatever y'all need, you better be able to provide it. Man, that's deep. Yeah, if you got to get two jobs, you got to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Because you asked her. Agree. I, I I I do agree with that. However, I also However. disagree. I also disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, go ahead, man. I don't want to interrupt you. You flowing. You spitting. You know. And so I'm just like, hey, when it comes to to marriage, like to me, mm-hmm. staying with staying with somebody should be easy, right? Like to me, loyalty is my most important thing. Okay. Like if my wife is in love with me or not. That's important, but it ain't the most important thing. To me, loyalty is the most important thing. Mm. So whether she loves right. you or not, as long as she's loyal to you, oh, you're loyalty good. Loyalty is first. Yeah, that's the first thing I need. Okay. Because because loyalty shuts down the approach. Yeah, like, absolutely. So, so, you know, like my wife always says, it's certain stuff I don't entertain. Actually, yeah, for real. Like she's big on, on that. Like yeah. your brother could be like, oh, man, sister, you, you looking nice mm-hmm. in that outfit. Because this was funny about my wife. She differentiates between the personal comment and the things comment. Yeah. So if, uh, so if a brother says to her, you look nice in that dress, she hears that as that's about the dress. Right. But if he says a comment that's about her, her person, mm-hmm. she, she don't got time to entertain it. She going to shut it down. She going to shut it down. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, it's just to me, being married is about synergy. Yeah. You know, so when the synergy's off, you mm-hmm. know, like I like early on, I, I tell people all the time, you need to love something other than the person you with. Mm. Expound on like, that. So what would I what would I be doing if I wasn't married with no kids? Mm. I I still be reading these comic books. I still be uh writing these rhymes. I write mm-hmm. rhymes in my spare time. Okay. I would still be working out. I would still be thinking about time. So I was, uh, I got a partner who's, uh, he had a, tw- he was at his job 25 years. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, I want to be, a, I want to make movies. I want to be a videographer. Right. And okay. he quit his job. That's dope. Three years later, he's doing it for real, for real. Right. And I'm like, so the other day I was saying to myself, I was like, I want to daydream again. Yes. Like I asked, so I've, been, I've been asking my friends, you know, when's the last time you daydreamed? Like, like my mind is so, I ha- I'm always thinking about a damn deadline. Okay. I got to yeah. do something. Like, if, if you look at my calendar, so I already know I'm teaching two classes in the summer. First summer one start June 1st. Mm-hmm. Summer two start July 7th. The semester I starts uh, August 19th. Okay. Uh, Christmas break is de- December 15th. Like, I already know what I'm going to be doing. Right. But sometimes, man, I just, I don't want that. I, I-, I want to just, I want to daydream. Because I was, I was talking to another one of my partners, and I said, uh, why don't black people make science fiction movies? Because mm. I love, I, so I space time continuum, yeah. time travel, <clears throat> we talking about, I, I can talk about that shit all day long. Right. His response to me was, black people can't think about the present, I mean the future, because we're too engrossed in the present. <laughs> Got a point. Like, like we, don't have the, we don't have a free mind to imagine. Right. And it got me thinking, I was like, man, I want to imagine. I want to daydream and imagine again. Right. right? Yeah. Like yeah. those are the things that I would do that I love. Mm-hmm. I love my kids. I love my wife. Yeah. I love my parents. I love my partners. 
but I love that. Like that's me. I love yeah. th- those things. That's, that's part of who you are. That's yeah. part of your DNA. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you meet people, they love you. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're the thing they love. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's cool for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> until like, it's then, not. <laughs> yeah, until it's not. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Because I, I told my son, I said, listen, here's the thing with black women. And and I'm I'm limited to race in my conversation because I've only been with black women. Okay. Gotcha. And so what I think is, I told him, I said, son, aspiration will pull a black woman, a black woman into you mm-hmm. so fast. Absolutely. I said, so if you be so if you be like, yo, uh, you talking to a black woman, I aspire to own seven barbershops. Right. Or I, I'm I'm saving my money so I can build my studio. Mm-hmm. Or I want to go to to medical school. Like whatever your thing is. Right. When that black woman hears that, if she's the type of woman that loves a hustler with a vision, oh yeah. She gonna say, Oh. Oh yeah. He he gonna be somebody. Cause I'm already somebody. Or I'm right. gonna be somebody too. So we're mm-hmm. gonna be somebody together. Absolutely. But when I told him, but when that thing that you want takes away from time with her, problems. If she if she ain't the type of woman that loves something else other than you, yeah. She gonna despise your thing yes, and you, absolutely, and your ambition. Absolutely, I agree with and that one hundred and thirty percent, bro. And that's why I say you gotta love somebody other than me. Yeah. Or like, what's your thing that you love? And I, and here's the thing with love with relationships: people don't people don't be having them type of. If my wife, I always say this: if my wife is deceased, mm-hmm. I'm gonna mourn. I'm gonna mourn for one year, three hundred sixty five days. I'm gonna burn a candle in her honor. I'm gonna celebrate my wife. On the 366th day, I'm going to pray all day, get my crowd, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then my life of deciding, do I want a partner to be with? If I say yes to that answer, the type of conversations I would have with a black woman now mm-hmm. are way different than the conversations I had with my wife. Oh, yeah. 26 years ago. See, that's a long time. <laughs> you got a lot of, you got a lot of trend on, uh, well, I'm not gonna say you got a lot of tread. You got a lot of miles on your tires, and and as it relates to that relationship and being married and being more, um, you know, cultured and and thinking different in the terms of your relationship and marriage. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For sure. Whoo, man! Twenty six years, bro. Good God Almighty. Okay. So I, mean, I got a, I got out of college. Mm-hmm. And, and went out to a couple parties, seen her out, and I was like. Who was that? Yeah. <laughs> Holler, hollered at her. And I've been hollering at her ever since. Hollering. And see, that's you You just hit the nail on the head with something that you just said, though. Been been with this woman for 26 years, and you're still hollering at her. And you know, in our community, when we say we're hollering, that means something totally different. Like, that means that we're putting forth some effort. That means we're spitting. And I hate to put it like this, but we're spitting some game. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I try to get people to understand that when, when somebody refers to a guy spitting game, it ain't always a negative thing. Because I always said that the best game is no game at all. Right. Which means an open, honest dialogue and conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but however, as I've learned and as I'm still learning, there are still some times that you end up having to, like they always say, the women say it to us most, but the same thing it took to get them is what it's going to take to keep them. So a lot of times we forget that <sighs> and and we we find ourselves like just basically feeling like we're running in place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Reason being is because you get comfortable 
and you stop trying. You know what I'm saying? You right. stop putting forth the effort. You stop trying to attract her because it's like, well, she's mine. I already got her. I don't have to attract her. You know, and I'm not talking about shaving your head, shaving your beard, and bathing. Those are the basics. <laughs> I'm talking about behavioral things and conversations. <laughs> the thing treating treating them being a man involves a lot of a lot has a lot to do with masculinity. And when we demonstrate our masculinity, it makes the woman feel more feminine, which in turn produces a lot of the things that we want from them. But people get us men sometimes get it twisted and feel like you in order to be masculine, you have to be rude, you have to be loud, you have to be abusive. Nothing, nah, 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 nah. Nothing, it's nothing like that. But all right, because I'm about to get off on, on a whole nother tangent. I don't want to do that. So <clears throat> the top reasons that most relationships fail, in okay. your opinion, what is your you want to start at the at the least, like at 10 and go to the number one reason, or you want to start at number one and just go to, you know, how do you want to do it? So let, so let me ask you this, as a qualifier, yes. is the, are these top 10 reasons, do they end in divorce? So so failure, oh, yeah. failure. is divorce. It's divorce or breakup, because okay. it's not just marriage, it's also relationships. So yeah, failure okay. is, hey, you know what, this relationship done. is done. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's let's start with the easiest and let's let's build up. Let's okay. Start with the easiest. Okay. Yeah. Work our way up. All right. She said, "Being spontaneous is the key. Women want passion and loyalty." Okay, I agree. There's, there's that loyalty word. <sighs> yeah, that loyalty is extremely important. Okay, so, oh man, this thing's juicy, man. Ah, all right. We'll start with something light. <laughs> we'll right. start with something light. Um, one of the most obvious ones is. Uh, let's go here. You're moving through life at a different speed than, than your partner. Right. So what, like, give me an example, not even an example. Just, just give me some, 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 some depth on that. Excuse me. Some depth on that. When, when you, when you hear that, one of the reasons that a lot of relationships and marriages fail is because you have two people who are moving through life at different speeds. What does that look mm -hmm. like? Uh, so it can look like. So I'm so I'm mindful of what you said earlier. So when I hear people say, <coughs> "You, in order to, what the things that you did to get them, you got to keep doing to keep them." Yeah. What what it took for you to get them? What the things you did to get them is what it's going to take to keep them. Yeah. So <coughs> I disagree with that in this one okay. sense. Okay. Is that like you said, so the evolution of who you are mm -hmm. is happening at a different or same pace as the person that you with. Right. Right. And so as you overcome things, mm -hmm. then uh, so like me and my wife, we went to Maui. So I'm not up for vacation. I'm not big on ocean and swimming. I got oh, a fear man. of drowning. Oh, yeah, I, got fear, I got a fear of drowning. Right. Yeah, I, I hear you. And, and so we we went on this uh man we drove for an hour on this boat to get to the middle of nowhere right and then we just jumped in I, I was so I was extremely afraid yeah but I jumped <clears throat> I went on I jumped in the ocean and man it was just so blue you can see all the way down to the bottom yes and it sir was blah 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 yes sir but when we came back to the hotel the fact that I conquered one of my fears yes aroused her absolutely. I didn't expect that though. Okay. I didn't okay. I didn't go into it with that, right? Right. And so I think that sometimes you have to do more 
than what you did in the beginning to get them to keep them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because you bored them. Bored them. I don't yes. know. Bored them. It's on the list. list. It's on the yeah, list. Yeah, there you go. But but the yeah. thing is, so when I say that, let me let me qualify that statement. When I say that, I'm speaking the minimum, the bare minimum. Now, obviously, there must be growth because where there's no growth, I mean, things die, <laughs> or it's already dead. You know what I mean? So definitely, yeah. And so, but as it goes to speed, so I gotta so. Uh, so the names have been changed to protect the innocent. In this conversation <laughs> that I have, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so I got a part. I got a part named name Mortimer, mm-hmm. and uh, Mortimer and his wife been married longer than me and mine. Got you. You know, and and so Mortimer has some career opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so Mortimer was like, "Hey, doc, you know, I think I should get this master's degree because it'll be able to give me." more, you know, cachet and organization. I can get a promotion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, do that dance. You know, yeah. I tell him, I was like, hey, let's send me your letter that you're going to send me and I'll edit it, whatever. Let's get you there. Mm-hmm. So he finishes the degree. And then he's like, yeah, man, I, I feel like I, I didn't outgrew my wife. Oh, and I said, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he said, you yeah. know, I feel like I did not grew my wife now, you know. I said, let me be clear. That's I said, crazy. I don't know nothing, I don't know nothing about graviton fields. I don't know nothing about foot fungus. Uh, <laughs> I said, intellect is about specialization of topic. Yes. I said, so we're talking about the identity of black people, our identity development as it's juxtaposed to proximity to racism. Mm-hmm. I'm your guy. Gotcha. I'm talking about that all day, right? <laughs> gotcha. But I don't know nothing about a West Coast offense. <laughs> oh shit! And okay, so yeah. Me getting my PhD when it comes to my wife, mm-hmm. or everybody. I've outgrown everybody on that one topic. Got you. Yeah, I, I can and see I, that. I don't know how to. I don't know how to simmer saute some banana peppers. <laughs> and so I had to tell them. I said, "Hey, but I had to bring him off that ledge." I was like, "I was like, I know you feel good." Yeah. I said, a lot of times as black people, we get wrapped up in the validation of white people. Mm, yeah, and so, too much, so when when they speak to when they say good job or they celebrate us or pat us on the back, some of it, of us internalize that as I'm I'm legit now. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> white folks see me as such. Yeah. Like they they legitimize me. And so Unfortunately. I told them I was like, yeah, I told them I said, hey man, uh, well, how have you outgrown her? Everything that he said was around his job. And I said, well what do your wife do? And we talked about it. I said, you don't know nothing about what she do. Wow. <laughs> so how So how do you, I said, now here's the real question. Do you want other women now because you in intellectual spaces where you talk about what you know and they know it too? Yeah, yeah, I said, right. I, I, said, that's, I said, that's dangerous. I said, now I go, to these, I, go to, I go to conferences where I'm telling, if, if I was a single brother, I would tell every black man that want to marry a black woman that's smart as hell, they need to go to some of the academic conferences that I go to with black women professors. Yeah. Because when I tell you it's some smart black women, because mm-hmm. I, I consider I consider myself pretty smart. Okay. But man, brother, I'd have met some black women talk a circle around me. <laughs> yes, sir. All day. Yeah. And it's raw intellect is hella sexual. It's hella sexual and it's hella it's hella sensual. Yeah. It's hella uh if you into that. Yeah, I agree. Like if, if yeah. you into that. Yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, you so I said that to say as an example, when you're going two different speeds than your spouse, mm-hmm. like you may be growing academically to get your job, mm-hmm. to get your degree. But if she growing faster than you spiritually, 
y'all not because when people talk about one sister said about it being evenly yoked, I think it's very difficult to be evenly yoked outside of being spiritual. You <laughs> absolutely. I almost cursed to, to commend that comment, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because here's why: when you when you meet that person, y'all both at like where y'all both at. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. So one of y'all may be at lust, and one of y'all may be at like. Mm-hmm. So through the natural progression, you may go from lust to like. And they going from like to love. It could happen that it just like so, that. Yeah, yeah. So one person's gonna fall in love. One person will always be ahead of the other. One. Absolutely. Like I tell my kids, don't marry nobody that don't that ain't more in love with you than you in love with them. Mm. Don't they that. hold the power? Yeah, absolutely. And so you know, I was so when you see the everything's gonna be off balance. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. And so if you if you are the type of person that's like, my trajectory is is further than greater than i'm bigger than my spouse mm-hmm. they don't need to be with you you they when you show yourself your spouse need to leave you absolutely and go get somebody else yeah. that's less ego that's less ego maniacal because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you because you're never going to be even yeah in in the marriage I see and i'm that. not the type of per, i'm not the type of person that promotes divorce i don't either i hate divorce i hate divorce but i'm i'm anti-abuse and exploitation yes absolutely absolutely you know so you, you don't need to be abused or exploited in your marriage right yeah. yeah, or yeah, just or a relationship, right. just even just a yeah, you a know, relationship. a relationship because that's one of the things too. Like, and it's unfortunate because I realize that a lot of times you will have, especially in this day and time. And I spoke about this not too long ago with another brother from from my um, but uh, so a lot of times you have women who are, you know, career oriented and they're they're doing their thing and they're they're going through life, you know at a fast pace in the sense that they're accomplishing goals, they're setting goals and achieving them like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you have guys who, who may be a little slower out of the gate for whatever reason, maybe they've been divorced and now they're trying to re recoup and rebound from that. Or maybe they're fresh out of college and you know, they're, they're trying to build or, you know, it could be a, a number of things because for one, they, they, they claim, and I, I don't know. I believe there was a time when this saying was true. I'm not so sure about now, but they say that women mature so much faster than men. Mm. I've seen that. I think emotionally for sure. Yeah. I've seen that in times past, but like now it's, it's, it's looking, it's looking different. The climate has right. changed a lot. You know what I mean? But, uh, but so I, with that, I'll just, I'll say that, um, a lot of times, you know, women tend to be like some women, depending on the type of woman tend to be like that. Like, Oh Yeah. You know, he got one chick told me she's I, I said, what's up, with my boy? You 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 still interested in my boy? She was like, he's a nice guy, you know, handsome guy, but he got too many ain't gots. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she said he's got too many ain't gots. Ain't got no job. Ain't got no car. Ain't got no. I was like, oh, oh, OK. But I mean, <laughs> I didn't know he had all those ain't gods. I, I was just, you know what I mean? Because I mean, I wasn't in his business like that. But you know, I knew him to be, you know, an, an entrepreneur, and and he had a vehicle and everything. So I thought he was cool. But obviously, he had gone through a hard time. <clears throat> Which you know, things like that happen, and it kind of goes back to what you say what you said earlier, which was basically some women, especially in our community, are able to see the potential, and that's enough, right? You know? Absolutely, and it's enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you have a lot of brothers who who spoil that too, because they have all the visions, all the dreams, 
all the they say all the right things, and then it's it's just lip service. It's not there's no action behind it, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, so yeah. So <clears throat> moving like moving at different pace, at different speeds, that that could even very well also translate to emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. I I happen to know that uh. Women tend to be more ready in most instances, in my experience and in the experiences that I've seen with my friends, uh, women tend to be more ready and available for the big step, you know, as far as serious relationships, marriage. A lot of men tend to, uh, you know, want to play the field a little bit prior to committing. Um, that's oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and so that's that's another thing too. Like you know, just two different speeds. You've you've been dating this woman for five years. She's ready to build a home and a family and a life together and a future. And you know, you're still dragging your feet. You're not ready. You're not there yet. And I don't. I don't not. I I respect the man who says, "Hey, you know what? I'm not ready." I respect them, as right. as women should respect them. But women seem to feel like they their time has been wasted. <laughs> you know what I'm I, saying? I, I agree. I agree with the women, though. I agree yeah, with that take. I, I do, yeah. but how, but how long? Do, how long does it take you to say I ain't ready? Well, and that's the whole thing. That's <laughs> she said. Should have, could have, would have, brothers. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. But uh, but no, like that's one of the things, though. Like honestly, I feel like if you know up front that you're not ready, you should definitely say that. But I also understand that there are times when you just don't know. You're, right. you're, or you're, you might not be ready for her. Ooh, now we talk. Yeah, you might yeah. be ready for her. Sometimes, and that's the thing too, like, oh man, mm, I got to be careful. I got to choose my words carefully here, man. <laughs> like change, change the name to protect the innocent. Well, no, I'm not even uh, about names. It's just about the, the subject matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, mm. a, you know, a particular uh, example I want to give. That's not per se a real life example, but it's a scenario that I right. know could spark people and have people thinking certain things. But um, sometimes, unfortunately, you know, I, I hear a lot of women saying things like, oh, well, I was good enough for this, but I'm not good enough to wife up. Or, oh, I'm good enough to hang out with and spend time with, but I'm not good enough, you know, to, to, to you know, whatever. And then you got some chicks I, I'm good enough to sleep with, but you don't want to take me out. You know, that sort of thing. But then you'll turn around and take another chick out in public and be out hanging out with her. And it's like, yo, what's what? what? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> um, So I see how that sort of thing becomes a problem for women and how they feel a certain way when it comes to that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's true. And it's true on all levels. Like you have men that are interested in certain women for sex. And it's just for sex. They don't want to marry them. They don't even want to date them. Anything. You have some men who are interested in women just because they want to take them out and show them off. They could care less about anything else. I mean, I've been that guy before. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, look, this chick ain't even better in bed than this one, but she looks, she's so hot. I just want to be seen all over town with her. Now, that was Mm -hmm. a much younger version of myself, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was what it was, right? Mm -hmm. So... With that, with that in mind, I feel like a lot of times <clears throat> men, I believe that initially we want to screw these women, but we are open to getting to know them. 
And as we get to know them, our decision process kicks in and we spend enough time to where we learn and we understand like, okay, I can see myself with shorty. You know what I'm saying? Or mm. um, she's a good woman. I could kick it with her. And I have been put in a situation. I've been in a situation where I knew somebody was right for me. I knew a woman was good for me. Mm-hmm. But be, I knew myself well enough to know that I can do anything and everything you want me to, but I cannot commit to you because I'm not going to do right by you. Mm. And right. and that was the thing. But it was still an issue because it's like right. you can go over here and hang with this woman. You you can go and marry this woman. You can commit to this woman, but you won't commit to me. And I'm like, you know what? You know me better than any of them. And we we when we speak to each other, we always speak the truth. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to play games with you. And you know I ain't about shit. So if you want to hang out and kick it, let's do that. If that doesn't work for you, then maybe we should do something different. You know what I mean? Well, so so part of it, too, is this. Like, I think, so. I I tell my son, you should rock with a woman to see if you can rock with that woman. Yeah. True. And so that time, so now if you're not telling her that, she may think that y'all are dating. That she's making an investment to say, Let's go ahead and, and see if we can be on a commitment. But you may be saying, like I tell him, hey, you should rock with the woman to see if you can rock with her. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I remember back in the day when I was in Atlanta, I lived there, and uh, this one sister told me she was in love with me. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I can't love you because I don't love myself. Whoo! <laughs> Good God almighty. But, but, I had, but I had to have the insight to say, this is who I am. Yeah. Right? Self-awareness like you, is everything. Man, most people don't see it. Like for me, too, mm-hmm. the precursor to lust for me is intellect. Okay. Yeah. So some, sometimes I hear women speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm, I don't want her to talk. I'm going next, next direction. I don't want to hear her lecture. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Because I because I know that the way that she construct words mm-hmm. to me, like I've seen plenty of women that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, as soon as they start speaking. Mm-hmm. They was looking like me with a skirt on by the time they finished the sentence. <laughs> it I was happens. like, yeah, yeah, because your mind ain't right. Yeah. And so for me, it's all about the conversation. Mm-hmm. If the conversation is right, then I can lust for you gotcha. or like you or see you in different capacities. Mm-hmm. But here's something else that women don't say, that men don't say is you as my woman are not going to be everything that I want or need. So because of that, mm-hmm. I'm going to have other people in my life that fulfill those things. Wow. So like I, like I got this one home girl. When I tell you she she should be a hip hop historian, man, we debate all kinds of things about hip hop. Mm-hmm. My wife don't give a shit about hip hop. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I don't talk to her about it at all. Yeah. Right. And so, but but I have a place. I've carved out a place in my life for the discussion of hip hop. Okay. So if I want to have a, a conversation about DC Comics versus Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. I got a home girl that loves those things. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that. I don't want to have sex with these women. Mm-hmm. They're my friends. Yeah, but, but you, they allow me. Geez. They allow me to expose me mm-hmm. in different in different spaces of me yeah. where my wife don't have any interest. But you do know. That there are many, many, many women in the black community, especially, that are not having that. Like it's like okay, so, you you spending time with another woman, you're you're talking, you know, they'll call that emotional cheating. 
and I don't understand that because <laughs> I can't relate to that. I, I, get I can't it. relate to emotional cheating. I don't okay. know what that is. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> but because but here's the thing. Like I said to my, I told, I had a conversation. I said, if my wife has sex with somebody else, yeah, I can forgive her for that before I can forgive her saying I'm in love with somebody else. You say you can? I can, for sure. Right. So, But that's emotional cheating. Falling in love with someone else yeah, is that's definitely, yeah. 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 And so, you know, because I'm just like, emotional cheating, like you got to be invested in that process. Like, like for me, intellectual stimulation yeah. is separate from emotion. Okay. So when, when my wife met me, so my background, a little more back by my background, so I'm adopted. Okay. And so I was raised in an era where because I was black, and my parents were black. Nobody ever questioned was was I adopted, mm, right? Okay, yeah. So I met my mom when I was in college, when I was eighteen, before I went to college, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, man, me and my mom got into some crazy conversations, man. And so my four years of high, in college, I didn't really know how to love a black woman because my anger around dealing with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I went through this phase where I was like. Uh, if my mom gave me away, then do I deserve the love of a black woman? Mm-hmm. So I went through I went through a phase where I just felt like I, I wasn't good enough to love a black woman. Right. And I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. So but when I met my wife, she met me at a place where I was most vulnerable. Yeah. And she said, despite your your brokenness, mm-hmm. I'm going to be with you. And so she made me better. So yeah. I was I was able to be in the spaces of realization mm-hmm. where when I well when I even told her you know I can't I'm not in a position to love nobody because I'm not emotionally accessible to myself right right I don't love me mm-hmm. and my and my wife was like I don't require your love <laughs> that's I'm not here for that I'm here for you okay so so I I'm seeing I I okay it's making sense now mm-hmm. you you found someone who made decisions and think makes decisions let's use present tense and thinks outside of this is what i'm feeling oh for sure yeah, yeah now so she so she does operate in what her what she feels but just look so looking at her separate from me mm-hmm. my wife my wife is really good at picking up the pieces yeah or, or creating spaces where people can pick up their own pieces okay okay and so she facilitates that Mm-hmm. Right. She, she'll allow people to create. She'll allow a space to create distance between the person and their problem. Right. Which will allow them to reconstruct themselves. Yeah. She's very good at that. Got it. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I suck at that. Like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you, you know, you, you know, you don't need to be drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to be slapping your wife. You know, you don't need to be gambling a thousand dollars. Like, I'm not going to help you with that. That's you right. know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm not that friend. I'm going to tell you <laughs> if 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 you would rather foreclose on your house, if you if your desire to gamble is greater than your desire to keep your house from getting foreclosed mm-hmm. on, just know you can't come stay at my house when your house is gone. Absolutely. Like, right. I'm not that friend. I suck at that. I'm not yeah, I'm no, not good at picking up and picking up the pieces. I'm not that guy. I get it. And so <clears throat> part of it too is, man, I think the part of the reason why uh why marriages work is the difference is like it's just enough difference where you can say I'm this way and they can say I'm this way, mm-hmm. but in the center is just enough overlap, right? 
So so it's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, a DNA helix, right? So so I, I did my DNA test. I found out it was eighty three percent Cameroon, mm-hmm. and you know, and then it was uh, the rest of it was uh, Nigeria, Nigerian. And so I looked on the on the map. I was like, well, they they contiguous, so that makes sense. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna get a tattoo of these Cameroonian masks because they fang masks are from Cameroon. They real tall masks that they look heavy, but they really light because mm-hmm. they're made out of wood. Yeah. Just light wood, and I'm gonna get them on this forearm that go that run down my arm with, based on the tribal mask. Right. But the reason why I mentioned it is a DNA helix where it crosses over. Everything is most common. Mm-hmm. But it but it flares out to the spaces that are most distant. Got you. And and I think in a relationship, if you say these are the places where we cross over, like we're gonna raise our kids this way, uh, we're gonna invest money this way. Mm-hmm. We we're going to do like me and my wife, we love sci-fi. Yeah. Like we anything that's sci-fi, we watch <clears throat> in science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like I like my wife. Yeah, see that's like, that's the was, prerequisite. If I wasn't married, yeah, if I wasn't married <laughs> to her, I would like her. Yeah, exactly. Like the syn- the synergy is dope. Regardless, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and so, but I don't think a lot of people don't. If I don't know who I am, you can't. Yeah. I'm, I shouldn't be trying to be in a relationship. That's the problem. A lot of people That's have whack. not taken the time to find out who they are, right? Um, and like back to self awareness, like, and so, in order to be self aware, this is just my opinion you have to be able to step outside of what you think and what you feel, you have to be able to be honest and open with yourself. I don't know a lot of people who have that ability. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that ability because I'm, that's just part of who I am as a person. I guess it's a gift. It's a blessing because mm-hmm. I, I just always am like, you know what? I suck at this or I suck at that. I shouldn't be like that. I'm really bad right. at this. You know, I'm just open and honest with myself. And so because I'm real with myself, I'm able to make adjustments and improvements and I desire to make adjustments and, and improvements where a lot of people, I know people that want to change bad worse than more than anything in life they want to become someone else they want to become a better version of themselves but they don't Mm. know how they don't even know where to start they don't and it's because they can't see themselves for who they really are or or to add to that they go to you as the person (laughs) they with yeah and they expect you to give them the playbook on themselves can't do it and then they be mad at you because you're not invested in me you you don't want to see my growth uh or uh it veers into you're jealous because I want to do this <laughs> yeah. and that. Right. And I'm uh, like, yeah. yeah. So some I know people that got divorced mm-hmm. over stuff that uh, me and my wife laughed at. Yeah. Like that's, just, that's, yeah. that's why y'all got divorced? It's done. Over it's that? Like so for, so for instance, I, I tell young, young women all the time, the first time your dude tell you, I don't like you in that dress. It's too tight. It's too revealing. Mm-hmm. I said, if you take that dress off. Oh, my God. Gonna, he's going to control your life for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you can easily tell him, well, I appreciate that you don't like it tight. Mm-hmm. I'm headed out the door. Are you coming with? Are you coming right. with yeah. or not? It's either going to make you or break you. It's either going to make y'all or break your relationship. And that's the little thing. But, but I don't think people see the connectedness of yeah. the, the wholeness of that one act. Little things become big things. That's just man. the way it goes, man. That's yeah, just the that way one, it goes. That one moment is, is, is key. So, yeah, when you when it talks about speed of growth. Yeah. Like you have to be mindful of sometimes you're going to grow. But but here's the key, though, I think is resources. Yeah. So. So if you say when I told <laughs> when I came home and told my wife, I got into the University of Oklahoma's Ph.D. program. She was like, that's dope. That's mm-hmm. 17. That's 17 miles away from the house. 
I was like, yeah. But I also got the University of Utah's PhD program. So we headed to Utah. Right. My wife was like, did you pray about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're right. So let me, let me go and pray about it. But the key was she was willing to say, wherever you going, I'm going. I'm going. <clears throat> and, that's, and that's about resources. Yes. And sometimes your spouse ain't going to give you, when you're going fast, if they don't sign off on the resources, mm-hmm. that's how the resentment happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I got because I was uh, I tell students all the time, if you want my tax return from 2008 to 2013, our total net worth of money we raised was twenty nine thousand dollars a year. Because mm. we was both graduate assistants, so my wife got her undergraduate and her master's mm-hmm. at the same time I got my PhD. Okay, and so we had to take a step back. I get it. We took a we took a we took a salary dive to get the degrees to take a salary ride. Yeah. And so, like I tell people all the time, too, I'm glad that my famine came before my feast. You, hey, I mean that. <laughs> hey, for real, because had it not, man, that man. that could be that could be bad. That could have end. That, that could be rough, man. Like seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I just while it's on my mind, back to what you said about that young lady and the guy telling her not to wear the dress and whatever else. Mm-mm-mm. Two things, man. Two things I had to say about that is. Number one, <laughs> I'm, I've always been the type of guy like if nobody, if another guy doesn't look at you and want you in the same way that I want you, then I'm going to question myself as to what I'm doing. Number one. So mm-hmm. if you got a nice body and you want to show it off, I'm all for that. I'm not that guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's just me. But number two, it's like you said, we train people in how they treat us, man. And that's why I always try to teach, you know, my children and and even some of my partners, man, you know, guys that I work with, just people in general that don't have this concept. I try to let them know. I try to help them to understand that um, the first time that someone violates or does something, mm. crosses some line or does something that you do not appreciate, then mm-hmm. what you need to do. Oh, let me turn this back around. Then what you need to do is you need to check it right then, right there immediately. Right. Don't mm-hmm. give it 10 minutes. Don't give it five minutes. Don't come back later. If you happen to walk away as, and on your third step, you realize, go back and straighten it now because we train people in how they treat us. Right. And that's, what you, that's what you were saying about that young lady. She, right. by her going and changing the dress, so now he knows, okay, I got this. And she'll do it. it. And she'll continue to do it. And when it doesn't, it's a problem. So, all right, so... Uh, which one do I want to go to next? It's kind of, I guess it's kind of close. Being not being compatible, man, because we don't we want to get deeper as we go further in. But uh, not being compatible, I think, is uh is a big reason. As you know, minute as some people, it goes back to the unequally yoked thing that we were talking about right. in a sense. But not being compatible, um. Is a is a a real big strong reason why a lot of relationships and marriages don't work. Um, I like to. Right, but what what is compatibility though? Like, so when mm. it comes to hip hop, when it comes to hip hop culture, me and my wife ain't compatible. Yeah. When it comes to DC Comics versus Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're not compatible. But y'all are compatible because one of the things that you said that I caught, you said y'all love sci fi, so there are some common interests. They're true. Yeah, that's some common interest. So being compatible, in my opinion, doesn't mean you all have all the exact same interests. 
Okay. But okay. yeah, but I think that what it does mean is that you you share some common interests as well as the most important things like value systems and mm-hmm. morals and um, integrity and you know uh, life goals or or the way you view the world. These are the things that could make or break a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, financial uh, goals and disciplines. You know, right. if 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 you're like, hey, I want to make a hundred and fifty thousand a year minimum, minimum, right? Like that's a bad year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you're like, I want to make one hundred fifty thousand a year minimum, and she's trying to spend one hundred and fifty thousand a year minimum. Right. Y'all got y'all got some problems, man. Because essentially, you're gonna be broke. Well, so here's the thing, though. Sometimes the compatibility is in the imbalance. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm, okay. I'm the, I'm the creative in the household. So, you know, like with the podcast, I mean, if it's, <laughs> so this COVID-19 is a terrible thing. Period. But yeah. I was thinking I I had I had six live shows for the podcast booked on college campuses before COVID. Okay. So so I took a financial hit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get it. I get it. But I took but I took it from the dream of can I podcast to 14 months later, I got a hour and a half show live that I can do that black communities that people that love hip hop culture can come to and enjoy. Yeah. Now the key is the opposite is my wife is like, Hey, how much money is going to cost us to do this podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, like what are we doing financially? So my wife is the hesitant person in the marriage. Okay. Like I'm, I'm the person that be driving and say, baby, see that abandoned building. That's gonna be a uh uh a wine and weights place. So we're gonna have you can work out, but you can also get uh wine and uh have a steak or whatever, right? High protein or whatever. Yeah. And she but she'll be like, Okay, I hear your vision. How much that gonna cost us? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. So sometimes sometimes the compatibility is in the imbalance. And like, that I agree with. Yeah, she balances us because she says no in ways that I would just be out here on some like okay let's go with it let's do it (laughs) yeah but but see and that's and i i totally agree with that a hundred percent because but that you know like okay like two magnets opposites you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that so that so compatibility doesn't always mean it's an agreement i agree with that a hundred percent sometimes the disagreement is what balances things out but if you weren't who you are as one who's willing to kind of say, you know, maybe I need to reel this back in a little bit and rethink mm-hmm. the situation a little bit. If you weren't that person, mm-hmm. then there would be no compatibility in that area. That's true. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. But yeah, so um, I think another one would be, they say narcissism, man. <laughs> Uh, you need some healthy. So, so there's a difference between arrogance mm-hmm. and confidence. Agreed. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think you got to have some narcissism. Like I, like some people say, I want to be. They would say, I. So, some people want to be a small, a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Some people are comfortable being a small fish in a big pond. Okay. I always say I want to be in a school of sharks. So it don't matter if we're in a pond or an ocean. Like everybody that's around me, 
we had we taking heads. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be around. So yeah. when I'm with my squad or when I'm by myself mm-hmm. representing, the narcissism is high. Yeah. Because whatever it is that we're talking about, I'm talking my shit because I know what I'm talking about. Okay. But I'm not arrogant. Mm. And so there's a difference between so I think arrogance is unfounded. I think arrogance is based on your belief. Again, it goes your skill sets here, but your confidence is here. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's arrogance. Because you ain't accomplished what it is. Like you're arrogant for what? Like why are you why are you arrogant? Because here's the thing I noticed, I tell my son this. When you go out, I had a conversation with my son. I said, listen, I grew up in the I grew up in the boys in the hood, um, minister society era, 90s. That's my era. College black male awakening story. Right. I said, son, you because of the moves I've made professionally to separate you from danger, you don't know what it's like to feel like somebody got the drop on me. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most scary feelings ever. Yes, sir. You got to make split decisions about how you're going to preserve your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And because I've done that, I'm always the quietest dude in the room. Right. Like I tell my son, the loudest dude in the room, mm-hmm. he ain't going to move no furniture. Nah. He's, he's waiting on somebody to jump in. Man, he <laughs> is all the time. And so, you know, I tell him, like some in some rooms, I'm the quietest dude. In other rooms, I'm narcissistic, but the game come, it has to come to me. Mm-hmm. So when I when I'm with when I'm with people that I don't know, I'm meeting, especially so when I go to when I'm around people with PhDs as professors, egos be in flux. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of dude, I just fall back. I'm in the cut. Right. Whatever you're talking about, if I want to know your scholarly work, I'll Google you. Mm-hmm. So when I'm around professors, I talk about other shit. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, it's right. Jordan, or, Jordan or, or LeBron is what right. I talk about. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Care about your scholarly work. What yeah, I talk about. And so I'm just mindful that you know, like, like you said, I think narcissism. I think there's no place in a marriage for narcissism. Right. Because the, because the comparative point is your partner. Uh-huh. So if I'm narcissistic in the field about the work that I do, uh-huh. we can. We could pull it up all day and say, I did this, you did this. Yeah. But but in a marriage, why would I be narcissistic about anything? Like against my wife? That goes back to me saying jealousy. Right. Like I don't like I don't understand. Like I know dudes be like, man, my wife made more than me. So I, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm the man. I should be. And I'm like, well, get your ass another job then. Or go back to school. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're if you're if you the amount of money that your wife makes impacts your manhood, yeah, you need to reconstruct. You need to reconstruct yourself as man. I totally agree. So I I just had that conversation with uh, this guy named John Patrick Adams, man, and I was saying somebody's got to make some money, man. Like you know, if if and if it's if she's the one that makes the most money, that's cool, man. But you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that. There are pros and cons to it, but. If you're a man and you you carry yourself as such, you should be just fine. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, I don't think narcissism. I don't think it's a place for narcissism in the marriage at all. Yeah, I I don't either. I feel like uh, so so even in relationships because I remember 
being involved with a young lady who, and, and I've often, I've had my homeboys tell me that I talk down to them. Not really, not talk down to them. I've had women say I talk down to them. But I've had uh, buddies of mine say things like, uh, yeah, man, you uh, you come up in here giving orders like you some boss or something. Like, I've had my, my partner say that because I'll say things like, uh, hey, man, you know, do such and such and whatever. And just talking. And so, they're like, so they're like, yo, man, like, you, you sound like you giving orders. I'm like, dude, that's just how I talk, man. You know what I'm saying? But right. I know where that comes from. That comes right. from that's all. That's all about them, not about you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all about them, not about me. But it also comes from uh, who I was before, who I've you know, who I, I've kind of you know always kind of been in charge or leader of of, of situations and circumstances or whatever. So mm-hmm. as such, I somewhat have that. It, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's not. It's not on purpose. It's not something I intentionally do. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. as a person who's in charge, you have to be able to give direct instructions. I don't see it as uh as ordering people or whatever. I just speak very clearly and direct and people take it that way. Also, right. um with women, I've been told that I talk down to them. And it's not that. My thing is well, so so pause, it could be that. It could be, but I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Because first of all, man, I'm I'm probably the most conscious person when it comes to how I speak to people. Because I don't want to, I, I intentionally don't want to offend people. I don't want to hurt people. I want everybody to love me. But right. I'm a very direct person. 99% of the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I will curve it or pull it back when it comes to certain people. But, excuse me, you got to be like, man. It's crazy. You got to be basically my mom, my wife, my something, my maybe my kid. You know what I'm saying? But right, it goes hard, man. But what I will say is this, man. Uh, the reason I feel like I don't talk down to them is when I'm talking to someone and they don't seem to understand what I'm saying and I'm saying something, I'm dumbing it down because that's how I, I approach everything. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And and then they, they're like, I don't understand. <laughs> or they're giving me that look. And then I go to reiterate it. So I believe, so gendered speak occurs between men and women mm-hmm. in ways that reinforces sexism. Mm-hmm. Right? And as men, if you don't have an ear for it, it's like reggae. If you don't have an ear for it, you're not going to hear it as condescending even though the woman does. Right. So that's, a, that's the first thing. So, the, but the, so a couple of things. I never use the term dumbing down anything. Right. So I tell people all the time, the purpose of an intellectual is I should be able to talk to my five-year-old niece and my 80-year-old grandmother, and they both understand what I'm saying. Agreed. Now, I can use 13-letter words. That don't make me intelligent. Mm -hmm. If the the goal of communication is for the person to understand what I'm saying... Then you have to meet them where they are. That's it. So to me, I failed. If, If you don't understand what I'm saying... Right. (laughs) <laughs> my my intellect is is off center. Yeah. Right? I agree. Because it's, it's my job to make you understand my communication. Right. And I agree with that 100% because the question, and I say this, I always say this as a matter of fact. Are you... Can you put some ice in that for me? And get that so, uh, the cold brew coffee. That's in the refrigerator. Put some in there. Thank you. It goes back to what you said. Like, I'm not even asking, like, did you understand what I said? I'm asking, did I present it in a way 
that works for you. You know what I'm saying? Or that you were able to get it. So when I say yeah. dumb it down, it, it sounds like it sounds. It sounds a way. It does. It does. <laughs> that's, it really that's does. It sounds a way. It yeah, it, but I don't say it like that. I don't tell them, hey, I dumbed it down for you. That's not what I'm saying. But when I say I dumb it down, I'm not even saying like using big words or whatever. Not, not any of that. But sometimes I feel like sometimes the way I view situations and the way my mind works and the, it's kind of abstract and it's not some, it's not always the norm. It's not always how how everyone else thinks or feels. Right. My when I say dumb it down, and I probably shouldn't say the biggest issue I have with the male and female interactions is when I'm speaking from a place of logic and a woman or anyone for that matter is speaking from a place of emotion. Right, but what, that what bothers me the you? most. What is logical to you though? Well, what's logical to me is what's mostly logical to mostly everybody. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's a <laughs> I guess a mathematical equation, man. Two plus two is four. Like no matter how, no matter what you feel. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So if I walk up to a woman and do something that's like just wrong, like I just walk up and grab her by the pussy, like your president said, right? Yeah, <laughs> That was him, listeners. That was not me. That was him. I oh. would not do that. Listen, I would not do that. But I'm saying, right? If I were to do something stupid and irrational like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no way for me to ever justify that. Like, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. So rationale says, hey, you can't go around doing this, that, and the third. So mm. that's what I mean when I say we have to be kind of rational. We have to be kind of logical. Like, there are cer- certain things that we just know are not okay, they are unacceptable, or they aren't right, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when someone, because there are people who are like this, bro, I don't know if you've encountered them or if you do encounter them, but there are people who will literally do something wrong and fucked up to you, right? And mm-hmm. will try to justify it because of how they feel about it. Or who will get upset about something that is not an infraction of any type, but will... Keep, keep talking. I'm, I'm going to turn my okay. social media limits off so I, can still, so I don't get kicked out. Go ahead. Okay. That will, that will blame you. <laughs> that will literally blame you for um for not what am i trying to say for not responding a certain way so with all that being said man i I just feel like when a woman is so caught up in her emotions that she cannot be logical and can't hear what i'm saying then there's definitely a problem and so i have to try to break it down and explain it in a way that doesn't offend but sometimes offense is still taken anyway. Yeah, but here's here's an example that I give to my son that I share with brothers when we have conversations. Mm-hmm. And what you said made me think about it. Got you. And it's the difference between where logic and emotion in the same instance can be perceived as totally different. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I tell my son, as a man, as a black man, you don't have the right to compliment a black woman that you do not know. Mm. Here's, here's why. I tell them, I said, your mama, your sister, your cousins, your aunties, your grandma, all of them, you have a previously established rapport with them. Right. So when you say grandma, you look nice in that hat. 
at church. Mm-hmm. That's cool, because you know grandma. When you tell your auntie you look nice in them shoes with that dress, you know your auntie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in no time do you have the right to cast your masculine gaze on a woman you don't know and tell her anything about how she looks. Hmm. Because that's offensive. Because not only, so, and I get that logically, you may think I'm giving her a compliment. Got it. <clears throat> but for you to think that as a man, I can give her a compliment is sexist. Hmm. Because what it does is it, it allows your perspective of what it means to be beautiful. Mm-hmm based on your vision of a man mm-hmm. seeing a woman's body and then you tell her, you compliment her, you complimenting her mm-hmm. and what you're actually doing is offending her because she didn't ask you for your perspective about her. Okay. <laughs> first of all, cause you don't know her. Mm-hmm. So she didn't ask you for your perspective, but your perspective is rooted in your masculine gaze on her woman's body. Hmm. And so you should never give a woman a compliment that you don't know. Because A, she didn't ask you for the compliment, and B, it just reinforces your, your sexist perspective about what a beautiful woman is. So I I get what you're saying. I'm not sure I 100% agree with that. And here's why I say that, right? Because take, for example, uh, you're at a bar. Say, for example, you're at a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you're drinking. Let's just say, for example, a young lady comes over and buys you a drink, right? Hey, how you doing? You know, I don't what are you drinking? I'm gonna get you a drink. Okay, cool. You know, and so now she's gotten you a drink. Y'all are talking. She's she's giving you all the signs that she's definitely interested. She's flirting, mm-hmm. and you take it upon yourself to say, "Hey, like you're really like you're having a conversation. Say it's like a little five minute conversation, right? And you take it upon yourself to say, you're, you're you're actually really sexy. I like you. Have you have you have you broken that rule that you say? That you have? So, I've never told a woman she was sexy. But what I have told a woman is you got a beautiful mind. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, that line is not about gender. True. It's about intellect. I can say that to a dude. I've never said that to a yeah, woman. Yeah. I... <laughs> 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 I could. Right. But I could. Right. It's not about him being a man. It's not a gender comment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I'm just mindful. So here's a racial equivalent. I've had somebody's white say to me, you're intelligent for a black person. Yeah, don't like that. To me, that's the same thing. Yeah. Because not only did I not ask you to measure my intellect, mm-hmm. but you're seeing me through, as a white person, you're, ga- you're putting your white gaze on what you believe to be intellectually mm-hmm. sound as a black person. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I see that as racist. In okay. the same way that I see me compliment a woman as sexist. Hmm. Because she didn't ask for the compliment. And I'm doing it based on, so for instance, people made uh, made a big fuss about Puffy. So Puffy was doing his party thing. And yeah. uh, uh, what's her name? Lizzo. Oh, so like, Lizzo? Yeah, well, not Lizzo. Okay. The other one, the, Drea. Drea, yeah. So, so Drea, boy. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> Drea was doing her dance. Right? right, yeah. And so Puffy was like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when Lizzo got on there and started doing the same thing Dre was doing, Puffy was like, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey. Yeah. And people said Puffy was fat shaming Lizzo. Yeah. I, I mm. now the key <laughs> is with in either instance, if I say that Dre is sexy, 
I could tell Dre, are you sexy? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I told Lizzo, you fat? Both of those things are about my masculine gaze. Okay. Applying it on a woman and putting, putting, attaching worth and value to how she looks. Okay. And I don't have the right to do that. Now, I was raised in an era where my daddy told me compliment women. Mm-hmm. But I had to be uh, come older. I had to realize the power of being a man mm-hmm. and how sexism, misogyny, and patriarchy works mm-hmm. for me to realize I don't have the right to say anything about a woman how she looks. Yeah. If I don't know you, so so we don't have so we don't have a rapport. That's hard, I man. Should, I because, shouldn't have nothing to say because a rapport can be built like literally at the bar within a five minute conversation. And then you actually have leeway, in my opinion, to say something like that, especially if the woman says it's something like that to you first, because we live in a time now where, you know, women, will, they, they, they might grab you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so but here's, here's the thing. What are the rules? And so I, I always think about, like I told my son, whenever you dating, whenever you interact with women, let them go first. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Let her kiss you. Let her kiss you first. Let her grab your hand first. Let her uh, touch your ass first. Whatever her thing is, let her do it first. But and every t- and every time mm. you interact with her, you ask for permission. I believe Cause in cause that. Because here's the key: I'm not. I'm not threatened. I've been in clubs and got groped by a woman. Yeah. I never thought she's gonna rape me. Right. Or I'm physically in danger. Hmm. So I would say to the woman, hey, you know, I'm I'm married. Yeah. Or hey, like I don't, I'm not like I can shut that down. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm offended because I got groped. Yeah, I'm not. But I don't know. It, it. <laughs> well, so because I'm so because I'm married. No, I get it. I do. I do. And, and uh, getting groped, I'm offended. Yeah. But when I was a young, before I was married, I got groped. I was never offended. Yeah. But I'm mindful that because as a man. I feel like because of sexism, patriarch and and misogynoir or misogyny, mm-hmm. as a man, I always have to defer to the woman for what the rules are. No, I get it. That I yeah. do understand. That it, I it's do. kinda like so and the racial equivalent is like for white people, y'all can't say nigga. Right. Like we we determine what the rules are. We yeah. tell y'all if y'all are allies. Yeah. We tell y'all if the work that y'all doing benefits us. Mm-hmm. So I never tell I never tell women, I don't compliment women. Uh, I, I might compliment their minds. Yeah. Which is, I believe, a gender neutral thing because it's intellect. Mm-hmm. But I never tell women no, I mean, anything about how they look. I'm not doing, we're not doing that. I get it, man. And and like, 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 <laughs> like Draymo said, he said, that's a tough one. And it is a tough one because a lot of women, unfortunately, wait for a man, women that are certain types of women, respectable women, not to say that the others aren't, but aggressive women have their own category. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But certain women that are, you know, were raised to be a certain way, they they waiting, they are waiting for us as men to kind of take the lead and make our interests known and things of that nature. So it's, we live in a very, right. um, a very strange time with all the me too and all the, you know, all this right. toxic masculinity which, talk which and stuff. Which is another reason why you don't say you sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I get it, but, but like I say, I, I, I feel like, you know, there's a time, you know, there's a time and a place where it's acceptable. That's just my personal opinion. But one of the problems that I do know exists is everyone isn't good at gauging. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah, that's that's why you asked. She tell you what the rules are. Yeah. yeah so it ain't no gauging. It ain't no gauging. That, that eliminates gauging. What are the rules? Right. Give me the rules. Yeah. Give so, me the so rules. I'm always I'm always right because you say so. <laughs> right. Yeah. No gauging. Yeah. No, and I and I and I remember, I remember uh, back in the day being a young man, you know, messing around with girls. Man, I might touch them or, or try to take them. And they'll say no. And they'll, they they may even be joking. They'd be like, uh-uh. I'd be like, okay, okay, wait, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Because you'll never be able to say. And they'll laugh or whatever. And then they'll warm up and say, well, no, I didn't mean it like that. Like, you're cool. We can, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I get it. Trust me. I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that was my thing, man. That was my thing. Um, Okay, so we, we're still trying to keep it kind of light. So, we're going to go with the yeah, growing. That was number three? That was, that was number three we did. Yeah, that was three, we right? Did, uh, Let me see. We did. We did pacing. Pacing. We did, uh, we did uh, narcissism. Narcissism. And what was the other one? The first one? We did not compatible and we did not compatible. Not compatible. Um, mm-hmm. So now let's go to different expectations. Mm. <laughs> different expectations, which I feel like in some, I feel like it's such a broad thing, but I feel like we somewhat touched on it when we talked about how some women are looking for a serious relationship when guys just kind of kicking it and playing or whatever. Uh, but I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. people, because we're so different, we could definitely go into the same situation with different expectations and it's going to definitely, uh, create it could potentially definitely create some major problems mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always i've always said this is gonna sound terrible but i'm gonna say it <laughs> i've said uh expectations are like oh i don't want to say that <laughs> go ahead and say it man so we to me, it's the cognac room man this is what we do <laughs> so, so to me expectations are the death of a relationship whoo like you can have so, and, and again, and this is—I I say this, people get mad. I don't believe you can be cheated on if you ain't married. Okay. Like if you, so, but part of that is the the title, the name that you place on what we are, shapes your expectations. So, if you my home girl, you can come over and kick it, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I expect you to go in that refrigerator, get your own food, wash mm-hmm. your own dishes. I ain't cooking for you. You the home girl. <laughs> you the home like, girl. You can come through. Right. Yeah. But if you my girl, mm-hmm. you expect me to cook breakfast. You expect me to give you a gift. You every now and then, unprompted. Yeah. Right? I need. I need to. I need to show initiative. Right. And you know, know what you want and listen in conversation. And so I'm your wife. Then I'm expected to defend, protect, kill folks if I got to. Mm-hmm. Like the title, I think. Elicits the expectation. Yeah, and a lot of times people got the expectation before they get to the title. Mm. So it's, it's levels. Yeah, it's levels, man. And so the expectations, you can communicate the expectation, mm-hmm. right? But I always say, if I'm if you got expectation of me, here's my expectation of you. Exactly. But also, what are your expectations of yourself? <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't, if you're the type of person that don't like cooking breakfast, mm. you need to be telling whoever you, before you get to whatever, all them revealing things about yourself. Yeah. That's going to make people decide whether or not they can have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You need to reveal those things. Yeah. You need to put them out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Have to. Wouldn't have it any other way. I agree. Um, I feel like a lot of women don't voice their expectations. Now, I, neither. I, I, I feel like men are, are better at it because we're, we're, for the most part, we're very simple when it comes to certain things. Like I, when I met, when I, the ignorant me, when I met a woman, she knew two things. I like to hang out and have fun. I love to have sex. So if you can't do these two things, then we might not need to kick it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I was more forthcoming with, with, with what I expected and what I needed and what I wanted from our interactions. Now, when it came to certain things like, you know, um, the future of the relationship, I may not have had very much to say about that for the simple fact that I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, I mean, that's it. I mean, I may not have had much to say about the future of the relationship because I wasn't thinking that far ahead at the time. Right. And, and how far and, and that, too. So here's the thing that I always say too to my women friends is. So I know we were talking about grinding earlier career wise. Yeah. So I got a lot of women friends that grinded they 20s, mm-hmm. they 30s. So now they're executive vice president of whatever. Right. But they ain't got no kids and they ain't got no no husband. Mm-hmm. So now they run they run the risk, the danger of being in love with the title mm-hmm. and not the man. Yeah. So they want so they want to get married, right? But you really could just you really could just insert anybody's name in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they don't they care. Want to be married. They don't care who it is. I was in that situation. Yeah, and that's that sucks, man. Yeah, like that's those expectations around around uh, who you can be with and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah, because you don't. Because I want you to love me, mm-hmm. not because you thirty you thirty seven, and, and that clock is ticking. <laughs> yeah, that clock is ticking. So you ready to get married now? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want. Let me. Let me try the phone. And so you know, I just want to make sure that the love. So a lot of times, expectations I believe are around <clears throat> what you shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, like I expect because I'm I love I'm married. I'm not gonna cheat. Mm. That's my expectation. Yeah. But I know what I like, too. Right. And so because I know what I like, I got to avoid those situations. So I got to expect myself. I got to say to myself, my expectation of me is that I'm not going to cheat. Mm-hmm. And my my expectations of self are greater than my expectations of my wife. Because like you said earlier, we evolve as people. Yeah. So if if, if who my wife is shifts, her, her expectations may shift. My expectations have to shift of her. Mm-hmm. Right, that may look different. So my wife is a uh, my wife is big on on um, cooking to show love. Yeah, but when we got when we moved to this space, she's the executive director now, and so that shifts the cooking responsibilities to me too now. Okay, yeah, and so but I'm I can't be like well you used to cook you you ain't cooking like I got to be fluid enough to say okay mm-hmm. your your professional life is requiring more time of you. Mm-hmm. So when you come home, you might not feel like cooking. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So I'm not finna be getting divorced over 
expectations. I mean, I get it, but then sometimes it's not just ex- the the presence of expectations, but the absence of expectations as well. Well, or the, absence <laughs> of, of the absence of expectations vocalized. Yeah, that too. Because because a lot of times people have expectations. They have sexual expectations. Mm-hmm. They have uh, intellectual expectations, mm-hmm. and they don't tell their spouse. Right. Who for fear? But part. But here's, here's the thing about men. Some men do the, they do the pedestal thing. Yes. So they meet the black woman. They see her as the black queen. They put her on a pedestal, uh, and and because of that, they treat her in the way that they believe the image of pedestal should be treated. <laughs> when in actuality. She ain't trying to be that. Right. That's where you put her. Mm-hmm. So so she's afraid to tell you what she really wants. Right. Because she's afraid that she can't, that her real self can't live up to the fantasy that you created. Yeah. Very and so, she, so she'll find another, so it'll be another dude that she could be herself with. Yeah. The and, guy that's gonna, the guy that's gonna know. mutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's your word. That's your word. <laughs> Listen, man. I hey, I I just say it, man. If it's if yeah, it and, <laughs> and it happens, so you know yeah. you gotta avoid you gotta avoid that pedestal. Some expectations you gotta have you gotta have a conversation about. What are, what are your expectations yeah. of yourself in this relationship, and what are your expectations of me? Mm-hmm. Very I, real. I think if you and and but a lot of people. So I got <laughs> I got a lot of women for years who have had conversations with me about how the conversation mm-hmm. turns into an interview. And they <laughs> they're like, I hate when dudes be asking me what, so what do you do? What do you want it? What are the, mm-hmm. what are the, she's like, damn, I ain't on no interview. Right. I'm trying to get to know you. And I'm like, listen, if you would just, if you could just get through the interview at the end of the interview, you would know if you won't even give him time. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of waiting six months mm-hmm. to figure out through the conversation, well, damn, if I could have just stuck through the interview, I would have known I even, what type yeah, of, yeah, <laughs> what type of fool I was entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a lot of times we come into situations with expectations that are unexpressed. Men and women more so, in my opinion. Now, I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, man. Opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Don't mean it's right. Right. But right. in my opinion, I feel like a lot of women, like, they just don't voice their expectations a lot of times. Um right. And they want you like I've I've been with women. I'm gonna make it personal. I've been with a lot of women who expected me to read their minds. Uh, so <laughs> what does that even mean? How is that possible? <laughs> right. It, it, but I'm I almost feel like the attitude is you're a man. You're supposed to know. And the thing that I say is, yeah, I do know. I know about these people. You know what I'm saying, or this type of woman. But if you're an individual and you want to be treated like an individual, then maybe you should share. Can you get my drink from outside? Uh, I don't know. Then maybe you should share. If you if you you say you're an individual, you want to be treated like an individual, maybe you should share. Maybe you should let me know what your expectations are, what you want, or what you need out of this situation. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, I mean, because what I've seen happen a lot of times is a relationship will start off one way and it'll change. And once the relationship changes, there's communication, but it's not co- cohesive and coherent communication. Like, for example, the man's complaining. I'm not getting what I need. And the woman is saying, hey, you know, I don't know what the problem is. I just don't, I'm, I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not effective communication. 
Go ahead. That's not effective communication. I feel like the man is communicating effectively because he's saying what he what he's experiencing, what he dislikes, what he'd like to see change. But then when the woman simply says, I can't tell you what the problem is, I don't feel like that's effective communication, which goes right into the very next one, lack of communication. Right, because here's the thing, though. If So in my estimation, the goal of every, every time I communicate, mm-hmm. the end goal should be that the person understand what I'm saying. Yes. So a lot of times you have communication mm-hmm. for an hour, two hours, three hours. At the end of that time, no one understands what the other person was saying. Yeah. So even though you had communication, it mm-hmm. was ineffective. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, but part of that too, so here's something else. <laughs> so I don't have conversations with people that ain't in my relationship about my relationship. Right. You should Because here's the because here's the thing, you don't have the context. Right. You're going to hear one side and a segment that's of that. It. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And so I think a lot of people have communication with people outside of the relationship. And they bring the perspective of the person who don't have the lived experience or context into the relationship. Yep. My daddy said, my cousin said, so-and-so said, Mm -hmm. and then that skews how you're responding to the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to, yeah, I I think that's, that's you asking for failure when you start doing that. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, I feel like communication is extremely important in every relationship, friendships, marriages, family relationships. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to communicate effectively. And that's Mm -hmm. where the problem comes in. Like, like you were basically saying, like when you try to communicate with someone effectively, like you have to, okay, interactive communication is what I'm getting at. So in other words, when you, I listen to what you're saying. And instead of trying to figure out what I'm going to say next, (laughs) Mm. I need to be processing what you're saying. Talk about it. And let you get it all out. Right. And that's where it kind of gets, because some of us get long winded and then the other person gets impatient and then they check out and then so on and so on. Oh, we we take, so in my house, (laughs) we take take notes. That's good, man. That's an effective way to communicate so that Mm -hmm. you can kind of be forced to pay attention. You know what I mean? Uh, that's dope. I might actually, <laughs> I might actually pick that one up, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you're, you're talking and they're trying to figure out what they're going to say, their rebuttal. So they miss some of what you said and then they come back with the rebuttal. And so I like to, you know, practice, you know, repeat it back to me what I said or what you heard. Cause it's not what really about heard. what I said. <laughs> right. What, what did you, you hear? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, Upon having someone do that, a lot of times I, I realize, damn, you, you you missed the entire point of what I was mm-hmm. saying to you. Or maybe I miscommunicated it. Right. So then I go back to the drawing board and I say, okay, so let me present it this way. But see, a lot of people don't have the patience for that because there are those who would say that's an argument. That's a disagreement. Because, are, yeah. yeah, because it's not it's pleasant conflict. communication. It's conflict. I don't want conflict. But I mean, my thing is if, if if we're both sitting down and we're having a conversation and we're not, you know, raising our voices at each other, right. we're not belittling or, or, or insulting each other, right? And we just have different views. In my opinion, we're having a conversation where we both have different views. It's not an argument, in my opinion. That's my opinion of it. It's just right. communication. I mean, people communicate in body language. You know, my thing is if if 
if I'm having a conversation and and the conversation is uh, a heated conversation and somebody steps in my a dude, let's say a dude steps in my spaddle zone, well, guess what? <laughs> Things might go to a whole nother level. But when right. I, when you're when when you're in a relationship and someone steps in your spaddle, your your mate steps in your spaddle zone, it should be. I feel like it should be welcomed, in the sense that okay, you're you're present, you're here. You're trying to communicate something. This is important. Let me, let me, you know, let me listen. Let me right. gra- try to ascertain what it is that you're saying to me right now. But more times than not, it, it just, because what happens is, in my opinion, one person wants to express what they feel. The other mm-hmm. person really doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> right. And so they check out or they get frustrated and then it just creates a domino effect, then you end up with, you know, a little bit of voice raising or somebody storming out of the room. But let me see. Let's go back down. So but it goes back to what Dave Chappelle said, too, though. Listen, so, I'm listening. So what Dave Chappelle said, hey, when his wife come to him and say, baby, we need to have a talk. Mm-hmm. He knows that that's that is cold for we're going to talk about all the things you've done wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So as long as you know what conversation, what communication you're getting into, well, if you know the difference between critique mm-hmm. versus open-ended, yeah, then you know, yeah, then you won't. It won't be no offended or raising voices because I know for thirty minutes we can already talk about me. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> versus you know for thirty minutes. Oh, okay, we're gonna both have discussion about you know whatever yeah. is going on in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you know the difference, then you I think you're gonna your mindset is different when you go into it. Yeah. And one of the things that I've realized about myself, like I told you, I'm extremely self-aware, man. One of the things I realized about myself is I will there may be something like say for example, there's a need at the house. Mm-hmm. I've already addressed that need in my mind and I have a plan laid out. Right. But I have not communicated that to my person. Okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So in their mind, it's like, well, damn, is when is he gonna address this? And then it's like, hey, you know, this need. Oh, I'm all. I got it. Right. Okay. Well, why didn't you say anything? You know what I'm saying? I'm bad about that, man. Like, okay. I'll just, you know, and it, I mean, I guess in my mind, it's like it's not a big deal. It's not like you know, it's not a big deal. I got it. I got it under control. I didn't feel the need to make a big announcement about it. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> like, right. I got it. You know, next Tuesday, I'm going to handle it. But I didn't make the announcement. So you don't know that. So you're walking around wondering, like, well, when the hell is he going to, you know. Right. Cut that grass. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that grass be cut. <laughs> right. Right. But so, I mean, that's a small example. But that is yet still an example of how communication or lack thereof can can bring some tension to a, right. a situation. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and then of course there is <laughs> I don't know life habit abri- ab- no let's go like people grow apart let's go there okay people grow apart or they get bored which kind of piggybacks on we kind of addressed it you know how someone grows into or evolves into someone else or right. a different version of themselves and then maybe sometimes that's too much for the other person because you know I mean I was cool when when all you wanted to do was Netflix and chill, but now you want to go to seminars and shit. I don't know if I want to, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
I've been there. And, and part of it too is what is like what does your dreamscape look like? Because a lot of times you dream separate from the person you're with, and yeah. sometimes y'all dream together. Yeah. And if, so you want to go to med- so you just woke up one day at 41 and said, "I want to go to medical school." Right. Like your spouse ain't required to support you in that. True. Like they can, like, and you they, hope you they know, would. You hope that they would. Yeah. But once your dream goes from, I want to go to medical school to we should both be doctors. Uh, <laughs> that's you. You can't dream for somebody else. Right. Like you got to dream for you. Yeah. And I think, and I think a lot of times, the 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 going the people going apart from each other is you have a new vision for your life mm-hmm. and you see it as decoupled from your spouse's life or your boyfriend's or your girlfriend's life. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's just like, so a lot of like, this is a perfect example. A lot of times. <laughs> so I always say this, if you're a black pastor and you don't, um, you haven't gone to college mm-hmm. and you don't have a degree in, um, I don't know if it's religion. I don't know what the degree is. I'm big on degrees. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not so I'm not going divinity. to go to somebody divinity. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go to some a person who says they do dentistry. Mm-hmm. I need to see your DDS. Right. So I think the same my soul is the most important part of my being. Mm. I believe that God calls you to be a preacher. Absolutely. But he also calls you to educate yourself about the <sighs> divinity that you preach. And a lot of times in a black community, we got pastors. Who I have they don't have a degree, they haven't they study, but they, they don't, don't have the degree. credentials. Right. Right. So I can't follow you if you don't got the credentials. Well, here I'm a, I disagree but, with that. But I'm gonna let you on. finish. <laughs> yeah, so, but my point is a lot of times a black man will say, Baby, the Lord called me to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. And then a woman will say, Well, the Lord didn't call me to be a preacher's wife. Yes. Been so there. that's your journey. That's your walk with Jesus. <laughs> Been you walk there. that walk with your with Jesus. I'm going to go to the club, my girls, like I've mm-hmm. been doing, because mm-hmm. you because you used to go to club with me. So if you don't want to go to club, that's on you, right? <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the response can sometimes be, "Well, you not following the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. and you not the, and then he ends up divorcing her, right? Because he see her as you know a hellion mm-hmm. who's just she's headed to to Satan's side of the, and to me that's like you your dream for you is your dream for you, yeah. It ain't your dream for her or him or her. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that, that's just an example that I, that I know a couple people where mm-hmm. the, the the husband was like, I got called to be the preacher. And the wife was like, okay. Don't want to do it. But see, yeah, I believe, I'm not doing I believe that. this. I believe this, man. I believe this with my whole heart. <clears throat> um, okay. I believe that God has someone for all of us. And it's not necessarily just one person. Maybe there are 30 of them that you can choose from that will be what you need in life, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that with each one of them, you you know, there there's going to be an area where there may be a little resistance, a little struggle, a little challenge, right? But I do believe that if you marry one of the potential mates that God has for you, you're going to mm-hmm. fare better, far better. <laughs> and you probably won't end up experiencing divorce. That's my okay. opinion. That's my belief. I really believe that. Right. Um, but I also believe, just to touch on what you said about the about the guy, I do believe that, that God does call people. And I believe that a man should educate himself in the word if he plans to teach the word. Right. However, I 
as a man who has at one, I'm not there now, but at one point had a vet, like I'm no stranger to spirituality, and I'm no stranger mm-hmm. to relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, in my opinion, what's needed more than seminary is the presence of the Holy Spirit in one's life. One hundred percent. You know what I mean. So, yeah. so because I know people, I know a lot of professors that teach these these classes or these um, the classes. We'll just call them classes at the seminary are not mm-hmm. aren't are not even believers. They simply they don't even believe. They like they're. I know an atheist dude <laughs> that teaches at a seminary, and I'm yeah. like, dude, how how? Because you have no. You have no experience with anything. You're just basically reading and repeating. You're 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 a fucking right. parrot, basically. Right? But to, but to me, that's about mastering content area. So so for instance, we know that Satan knows scripture. Yeah. As as good as anyone. Yeah. But he but he's anti God. Right. And so to me, the mastery of the content mm-hmm. can be delivered without the belief. Yeah. You're the believer. Right. You're the believer. But there's no anointing present. That and that may be true. Now I can receive the word of Christ with or without the anointing. Mm. Because part of it is just like with any subject, when I know the content area, when I know that these 10 scriptures are for me feeling sad, mm-hmm. these 10 scriptures are for me uh to give praise, these 10 scriptures are for me about financial management. When I when I know the content area, mm-hmm. then I can pray, I can jump into that word. Like you, you don't have to have anointing to show me the word. I don't believe that. So I don't believe I don't listen to people like I can. Okay, I I tell you this, man. When I, especially at the height of my relationship with God, I could walk into a uh, into a service. Okay. And sense the presence of God, like the anointing. I know when it's there, and I know when it's not there. I'm with you on that. And when it's and when it's not there, I'm inclined to just turn around and walk out, man, because. I could I could I could be doing better things with my time, honestly. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but nah. yeah, so that's why I say that. I mean, and it's just it, but again, that was a that was a, a long we went a long way. Long way around, but it was a, a good point. Yeah. yeah, to go back to like your your dream, what's your dreamscape? Mm-hmm. It's not coupled to your spouse, you can't get mad at them. Because they don't want to go with you on your journey. Right. Like, you, you can support. My wife say all the time, she got a PhD, too. Like, she support me on my journey. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have to make the journey with me. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and I think a lot of times when people are married, they get mad at their spouse because they don't make the journey with them. Right. But that's your journey. That's you can your have, journey. You're going to have personal journeys in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm trying to transition into being vegan. Okay. It's it's a long process. Nobody in my house supports that. Right. <laughs> as as it relates to them walking with me. Wanting to do it themselves, right. Right. Yeah. But my wife support my wife will cook vegan meals with me. Mm-hmm. My kids will support me eating vegan food, but they not they know that's your day, that's your journey. Yeah, they're not ready for that. That ain't no, nah, that ain't their journey. <laughs> and I don't get mad at them for that. No, nah, you can't. You have like, to be unfair. accept it. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta accept it. Yeah. So, that's real rap. Uh, and then life habit abuse. So like, like for example, gambling habits, alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know, uh, porn addiction, you know. <laughs> 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 I 
these things can, uh, you know, have been known to be sources of um, divorce and breakups. Right. Right. And some of the, some of those things are. Uh, uh, so addiction to me. So it depends on how you define. So sometimes and, and I'm going to make this overarching point. Not mm-hmm. to turn this into a, a spiritual podcast conversation. No, it is what it is. However it comes, man. I believe that evil is present. Evil cannot be present in righteousness. Mm-hmm. But it can be present. Right. So I think what a lot of time is people, we discount evil as a choice. Mm-hmm. So we don't say, so when somebody um, molests kids, mm-hmm. people will say they need help. Right. I say that's a manifestation of evil. Absolutely. Like I skip over you need help. Right. That's not I don't think you need help. Right. I think you need evil deliverance. From, from you need you. deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need deliverance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so sometimes things, some things in marriage are um detrimental to you, mm-hmm. and some things are detrimental to y'all. Right. So if I as soon as I get my check. I gamble it away before I get it home. Mm-hmm. That's detrimental to us. Yes, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. But say, but say I like uh, gluttony's my thing. So I like to eat, and I hate to work out. Mm-hmm. That's detrimental to me. Right now, it can be detrimental to the marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you met me in gluttony, you should have nothing to say. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's who I was when you met me. Exactly. But, you know, part of that is like addiction. How do you define addiction? Mm. And because a lot of times when you use the term addiction, it takes away your personal accountability. And that's why I said abuse. I don't like the word. That's why I use abuse. Habit abuse. Habit abuse. Habit abuse. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Habit abuse. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got to. But some some wives, I know, and husbands are like, you a gym rat. Yeah. You go to the gym twice a day. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Like you just you obsessed with mm-hmm. looking and feeling good. Yeah. Some spouses don't like that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can work out. I mean, that ain't porn. Right. That ain't watching porn. <laughs> it's not watching porn. Yeah, it's not watching porn. Because a, a lot of times with the porn thing, so I, I'm not a if I can't, it's no need for me to watch somebody walk into a bank vault. Mm-hmm. Count the money and take the money out mm-hmm. when I can't get none of that money. Right there, you go. I'm the same so that's, way. Yeah, that's for the most they, part. So, yeah, that's how I am with porn. Like I'm like, <laughs> well, why would you watch porn? Well, that's how I am with you, the strip club. You ain't. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, like strip club. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a strip club guy. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> and so it just, uh, yeah, abuse. But part of that is if you pay attention to people, you'll see all that. Like mm-hmm. 120, in my opinion. The first 120 days, you should be able to know if you're going to be with somebody or not. Yeah. They can't fake it for four months. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's got so, to be hard. Yeah, so like, like for me, nic- nicotine. So I grew up in a house where both my parents smoked. Mm-hmm. I knew I was not going to marry a woman who smoked. So I don't care how fine they was, how mm-hmm. smart they was, how much money they had. When I was out there looking for, uh, doing my marriage-seeking thing, if she pulled out some cigarettes or a lighter, it was, we was a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. So I know what, so you already know what you're not going to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And I get, I could probably hide a gambling addiction. 
if we're not married because we don't have the same bank account. <laughs> right, right. Like if we just if keep we just dating, keep talking, man. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. So so it's really no way for a person to know my financial habits, right, and my spending if we don't share a bank account, right? And so you may not notice that I, that that's an abusive behavior because I got my own money, right? And so if I'm still if I'm paying for us to go out to eat, uh, if I'm paying for us to go on trips, if I'm still buying you gifts. Like you're not gonna know that there's no way for the woman to know that I'm abusing uh, my finances because she's not in my bank account. It's it's not even a way for her to know that I'm a porn that I like watching porn. Right. You know, it's uh because here's the thing though, the suggestion is different than what I do. Mm-hmm. So if I so if if, if all of a sudden if your woman or your man is like, hey. Why don't we um, incorporate food into our love life? Mm. Like then you have to ask yourself, well, where did that come from? <laughs> right. <laughs> like what? Why do we need a zucchini or a cucumber in the bed with us? Like that. <laughs> like yeah. you have to ask yourself, well, that's where is that? What's that about? If that way, if he didn't present that early, if she didn't present that early, mm-hmm. then you got to ask yourself, well, what is where's where they get these ideas from? Exactly. Right, and that could be tied into what you said about the abusive behavior. Yeah, but the key, but the key is, and it always goes back to the lie, because you don't owe me a lie. Right. If I ask you about your abusive behavior, and you lie, I need to leave you. Oh yeah. Because the key is, and it goes back to what I said earlier that I hate is when somebody says you knew who I was when you met me. That tells me two things: a that they're never going to change. Mm-hmm. And B, that they expect you to deal with them never changing. Right. Yeah. And so, you know. <laughs> That's you rough. Know, yeah. Some some abuses of behavior are, you know, my wife watched porn. I really wouldn't care about that. Okay. But if she was gambling the money away, we're going to have to have yeah, a that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's yeah, a big that's, deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. So I can understand how, that, how those abuses would get you divorced. Yeah. I do too. Um. Especially when they just, because let's just use an example. A guy with a porn addiction, he's probably going to try to screw you to death and screw everybody else that'll open it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And potentially bring you diseases (laughs) and infections. So, yeah, that's that's just like, from any angle you look at it, Mm -hmm. it could, like, overeating, even though it it does, it's it's still going to affect the household even in the sense that say for example you married this guy he's the primary breadwinner now he's gotten himself messed up he can't work now you got to suffer now you have to suffer you know um so there's any type of um life habit abuses that take place are definitely grounds for breaking up and i don't agree with 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 everything you know that everything should be that, let me see. Do I agree that everything we've talked about should be grounds for breaking up? Nah, I don't agree that all of them should be, but this one is one of the ones that definitely should be, in my opinion. Yeah, if you can, is a person willing to get help? Yeah, and change. So once you admit you're wrong, mm-hmm. what next? What's your actionable items? Right. Like, what are we doing? Do we need to go to counseling? Do we need to? What's my role in your transformation? Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of conversations need to be had around how do we get you out of this situation? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Once you admit you that you want to be out of it. 
Yeah, and you have to <laughs> want to be out of it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, you got to want to be out of it. Yeah, making excuses is a sure sign that you just you want to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, but part of part of it is, and people don't say this to each other. I can't save you from yourself. Mm. Once you say that to your person, they should know. Well, damn. Yeah, I'm responsible because it's hard for you to be responsible for her mm-hmm. when you when you're avoiding responsibility for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that's yeah. back to the one of the early ones. That that was one of that's one of my popular sayings, man. Uh, when someone gets upset with me or offended when I wasn't intending and I didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. one of the things I tell them is I refuse to take responsibility for how you feel about something that I didn't do to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not responsible for your emotional management. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing that, yeah. You responsible it. for your emotions. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, there's physical abuse. Oh, yeah. Extra divorce. That's <laughs> he instant, said extra. Divorce. <laughs> yeah, extra extra divorce. divorce. Yeah, yeah man. for sure. Uh, physical divorce. I mean physical divorce. V- physical abuse is all the way a no-go, man. It's 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 a... Uh, I mean, it should never happen, obviously. But if it ever even gets close, mm-hmm. it should be a wrap. And, yeah, but, that, but, that, but that's coupled with... You ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, mental you, abuse. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's all. That's all bound. All together. together. I, think. I agree. Yeah, that's all bound together. Yeah, yeah. I agree with because that. I think they. I think it's a sequence. I think the. I think the last one doesn't happen without the seeds being planted up for the first one. Right. Yeah. I agree. You know. I agree. And it just. It just depends, man, on what you think is a. Uh... So there's the difference between defense and abuse. Mm-hmm. Right, like I want my daughter to know. I told my kids, everybody should keep their hands to themselves. Yes, but I told my daughter, defend yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it just it just looks. I don't know, man. Once you feel, I think intellectually or where emotionally, mm-hmm. when you feel threatened by the person that loves you, yeah, you got to ask yourself why. Then you got to you got to separate to have time to think. His voice get loud all the time, but this one time mm-hmm. I heard it differently than all the other times. Right, he was about to <laughs> get yeah, tee off. So I, yeah, yeah. So I need yeah. to, I need to get away. What was that about? Exactly. What's What's going on in him? Mm-hmm. Not me. Right. What's going on in him? Because so one of my mantras is: it's not what you did or you said; it's why you felt you could. Yeah. Wow. And so we I need like to that. have a discussion about yeah. So if you call me, if you call me nigga, I'm offended, but I want to know why you felt you could call it. Right. Yeah, because you're never gonna you never gonna call me nigga again. <laughs> right <laughs> after we had that conversation. Right. Yeah. But you know, but I'm mindful of, like I. So I had a student one time say uh, that they had never had an intellectual conversation with a black person. Wow. And so what I said was, so I didn't call him racist. I said, well, I want to give you the floor to explain. I said because is it that you grew up in a place where there were no black people? Mm-hmm. Or all the conversations you had with black people, you found none of those black people. Mm-hmm. I, in, in, U, in Utah, it's places that it ain't no black people. Yeah, I've been out so there. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So we was out there eight. It, we was out there nine years. And so it's, it's, I had white students. They they only saw a black person when their school played the school that was from the city. They didn't have no black friends. Wow, it was. So it made sense, but I had to let that person explain themselves. Yeah, and so that goes that goes into the makeup of of who they are. Because you may come from a house where your parents cuss each other out, 
Mm-hmm. But they love each other. Yeah. So you to you, that may be normal. Mm-hmm. So when you get with the person that don't curse, that grew up in a house where their parents never cursed, when you start cursing, yeah. y'all gonna have to have that conversation about who you are in the now versus how you were informed to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this is something I always say too. If you're a black, if you've seen black love function you're right. at an optimal level, you will never date anybody outside of your race. Right. You, you never will. Like you, you don't just happen to fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mom was serious when she said, if you can't bring, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Yeah. I, I've heard that growing up. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I already knew what it was. Like you, you was a great, you great. I can't, yeah, mm-hmm. you, I can't bring you home. And so, you know, love just don't happen. Mm-hmm. Like you put yourself, you put yourself in a position to make it happen. Yeah. To you. Absolutely. In my, in my perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> That's the thing, man. And to flip it, um, like I have uh, one of my podcasts, <laughs> one of my co-hosts, she always says that, you know, men are abused too and battered men. I don't buy into the whole battered men thing. That's just because I view being a man differently. And and mm-hmm. I don't ever want to hear a man say, hey, man, I've I been getting beat up. I'm battered. I'm abused. Like, come on, dude. Like, you don't I have mean, to. It you can know, happen. Yeah, it can, but it you, just, it just it just can't happen to you. It cannot happen to me. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm not even saying that I would physically attack a woman, but 